It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan E. Barnett. And <laughs> with me, as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, back from, uh, from days beyond. From, 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 from parts beyond. Yeah, great unknown. Indiana. We're from yeah. Indiana, and we're going to move. Uh, hey, what's going on, John? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. I uh, got that. I was in Indianapolis uh, just before Indy 500 weekend, and uh, uh, I was doing other things, but I did manage to get to sneak around. Uh, uh, what do they call that part of town? Uh, raceway. I think. Okay. Whatever. Where it's over by the Indianapolis uh, track, and oh, what a it was a it was a mess on Wednesday when I was leaving. I, it, was, it was crazy. So, cool. but uh, no, good to be back, and uh, welcome to the abyss. Welcome to the abyss. <laughs> I said that last week. It's like this. This is where we are. Uh, so I guess before we get too far into it, we'll remind you that you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me, of course, at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron, where do they find you? And they should find you. They should find me. You can find me at Cheddar Talk, John. At Cheddar Perfect. Talk. Um, Doing crazy stuff. Real crazy lately. I've been really? pretty under control. You have actually. Yeah, I haven't seen much from you this last week. Which is yeah. surprising because there's a lot I mean, of I weird. Was, I was I was super busy. I was out of town and I was home for like twelve hours and then camping. Like the for... super amped up political people are super amped up right now, and that seems like just your game. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's starting to get old though. Like it, it's 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 mm-hmm. just pot shots, and I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not it's not as fun anymore. Like it's it was fun for the first six years. Now it now it's just getting cold. It's like, come on, guys, can we just do something cool? What are we yeah. doing? Like, like, like nominate someone for president who's not 80 years old. That'd be great. Yeah. There's so. this great uh, t- give, shout out to the Tony Kornheiser podcast. They have this bit they stole from uh, Brian Arakpo. It's this recording of him at practice at one point. And they always called him Brian No Sackpo, which is hilarious and such a which great is good nickname. because he really didn't sack anybody. He yeah. was a tackle machine. But yeah. <laughs> but they had one where he's got this recording of him just going, Come on, man. What are we even doing out here, man? And then just, <laughs> I was like, yes, that's exactly that. That's so much of my life. Like, what are we even doing out here, man? Uh, yeah. That's that's kind of, what are you going to do with any of this weird stuff out there? Uh, so we've got, we've got time, Aaron. What was your favorite non-Wisconsin sports story this week? You got anything, yeah. anything um, that came up and tickled you? No, I was, uh, it was, I know this is going to hurt your heart, but uh Seeing the Florida Panthers, I mean, them and the Heat, like, from the same town. I mean, at one point, the Heat were, like, one shot away from elimination against the Chicago Bulls of the play-in game. Yeah. Um, and the Panthers were down 3-1 to arguably the best hockey team in the history of the NHL. Yep. They should have lost. And, I mean, it's – it's. I, I know it's not easy for a lot of you being a Bruins fan, me being mm-hmm. a Bucks fan. It's not fun to watch Jimmy buckets in the, in the finals, but um, at the same time, it was hard not to cheer for them down the stretch. Cause I mean, it, it's two completely improbable. It's the two completely improbable stories. And for it to happen in the same town, like, come on, like that's <laughs> it. Yeah. And then, and then taking down 
Boston in both leagues. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing that was was a, a little enjoyable, I guess, this, about this whole thing, mine goes the other way, is that, uh, of course, the Stanley Cup comes down to uh, Dallas, Miami, Las Vegas, and Carolina. Carolina. And I was like, what yeah. a ridiculous shot. I was like, if you want a conspiracy theory, like I said on the podcast last, last week, I was like, it's that these teams that need to win to have fans because they will all leave because they possibly, don't care. yeah. Uh, whereas Boston will still sell out, Toronto will still sell out, Montreal <laughs> will still sell out. Even Winnipeg finds ways to sell out. Um, yeah, you know, it's like they will always be watching in, in several of these places, Chicago, whatever. Uh, it's like oddly the places that needed to win to, to have found ways to be winning at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, I was like, of course, it's just the NHL throwing it down the throats. And I tweet that out. And I angered, quite literally, all 10 Florida <laughs> Panthers fans. Uh, they were all super mad at me. And it yeah. was laughable. I mean, th- th- that's the biggest culprit. I mean, Dallas Dallas actually has fans. Like, and the Stars are an old team, you know. Yeah. They... Rip, rip, rip Minnesota. Uh... Uh, Las Vegas has done a very good job in their very young existence. They changed become... all of the... Uh, rules about expansion teams just to make sure Las Vegas was able to win in their first year. You know, but someone yeah. says, said the argument of that was the last time the Florida Panthers were in the Stanley Cup Finals was in their third season. Yeah, but since then, Tampa's I, been winning forever. So I, it's like, I, ah, I'm one of the saying, Florida teams, I don't care which one, is what they've it, been it saying. Just, you know, it, it does fly in the face of, you know, some of the things. And, uh, you know, and then you look at the NBA with uh, Denver and Miami as opposed to Boston LA. Oh yeah, no, you that know, would have been the biggest one. If right, it was right, at, right after the draft lottery, where San Antonio, everyone picked, you know, called <laughs> it like they're going to give it to San Antonio. This is all conspiracy theory. And then, if, if it well, was such a conspiracy theory, how come we have Denver, Miami? You know, like so. And how I mean, it, I mean the Blackhawks win the first overall pick in a year where it's going to be a big one too. And right, I was like, and, ooh, you went for the third largest market in America to win that one. The right. one was bad. <laughs> The you Rangers know, and Islanders are good, and and and, and I'd say and I'd argue against Carolina too because Carolina has been good in the past. Like they they they've won. They should know, move before. back to Hartford. That's all I have to say about that. Right. I mean, because the, the whale Whalers is the just... greatest jersey in all of sports. I'm sorry, yeah. Milwaukee Brewers. The Whalers was the greatest logo. <laughs> no, you're right. We're I mean, right ahead. Of, I mean, Milwaukee Brewers are great. Yeah, um, it's a fantastic logo. Milwaukee Brewers is an amazing logo. I'm glad that they went back to it instead of those stupid mm-hmm. M's. Speaking of those stupid M's, have you seen the Twins' new helmets? They look like the Marlins' helmets. Yeah, I, I was confused by that. They, the, the classic TC is the best one for the Twins. Right, right. Now they have this M thing that looks just like the Marlins' M. Anyways, Not even the old that, Minnesota M. Yeah, um, so back to what we were saying, though. So, yeah, the Hartford, Hartford Boilers. I mean, I mean, some of those, the, uh, the Nordiques, that was an Ooh. impressive logo, too. Like, some of the old six... Hockey. The old Montreal Expos logo is exquisite too. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think the Nationals have actually broken it out on a couple games, haven't they? Probably. It's it's a I great mean, they, logo. They, they have to. I mean, yeah, the the best team that never happened because of the strikes, right? Uh, because of the strike in the early nineties, like that. The early nineties Expos were stacked. Yeah, and they they sh- the year they should have won. I mean, their team was just top to bottom. Um, they amazing. Were on, they were on pace to have the best record of any team in history i mean and, yeah. you want to talk about conspiracy theories um <laughs> but i mean and so and you talk you know and, and and we get back to you know like let's let's transition to the next thing and it's gonna be the brewers eventually here you talk about the contraction thing and people don't remember the contraction thing they're gonna contract the twins 
They're going to contract the Brewers. They're going to contract the Expos. And Milwaukee built a new stadium. The Twins built a new stadium. The Expos did not. And they moved them to Washington. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways. But, yeah, so, no. The, uh, yeah, no, I, the, the biggest sports story is definitely Heat Florida Panthers. Like, improbable and, and dominant, dominant playoff runs. Now, the Heat did give up three in a row, but then they just went out last night and smacked around um, Boston. Boston looked terrible. Um, the Vegas Knights did give up one game to the Stars, but then came back and just smacked them down 6 nothing. Um It's interesting. I mean, and it's it, – it, I mean, it's good for the brand, I guess, for both of them. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, that's about it. I, I don't. Even, didn't even watch the Indy Five Hundred. I went, went to Indianapolis, saw what was going on, but didn't actually even watch the race because I was dealing with sun heat stroke on Sunday. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, we we got a new coach. You just yeah. told me before we started here. I I knew that Nick Nurse was the Seventy Sixers coach, but I had. Had a chance to look at anything today, so yeah, All right. we'll talk about that. Good. Well, we've rambled for a bit. Maybe if we run out of more time, we'll throw in an army story or something. But anyhow, we'll get going into yeah. the Wisconsin sports stuff with what we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. So for main event, Aaron already kind of led into the idea of, hey, is major league going to be doing something about the brewers and trying to force them to have something with a stadium or build a new stadium or something crazy and of course the answer is yes they're threatening the brewers that they'll make them move or something if they don't do was it 400 million dollars 485 million i think that's the number under five but it was four something i remember yeah here we've talked about this some to, to a certain degree um for as much as everybody loves to hate Atanasio, the first thing I'll say is he has raised all of our expectations to we should win a World Series, which was never an expectation we had 10 years ago. 10 years ago, or like 80 wins would be the greatest. I would be so happy with 80 and 82. That would be the best. You know. And then now we're like, why aren't we winning World Series? Why aren't we? He's terrible. I hate him. I hate him so much. Right. But also Atanasio so, does so put a ton terrible. of money. Yeah. That's nice. He puts a lot of money into the stadium. He has put a lot of his own money into mm-hmm. improving the stadium. The um, after he got here, he changed the scoreboard. He added the ribbon, the the LED ribbon around the this uh this, the entire stadium. Yeah, uh, they just in, redid the entire field last winter. Yeah, they've redone the field. They've redone uh, both. Sorry, two the, not not this last winter, but the winter before. Okay, so yeah, uh, they've upgraded the scoreboard then again. So he's done it twice since being here. And then also he's, uh, I mean, they have a leak in the roof somewhere, I guess. And yeah, fix that. You need to fix some things and take care of stuff. But the way that they're going about it is trying to make a. a well, they're a, trying a, to yeah. extort the five county area again. Is what they're yeah. doing. They're they're threatening the taxpayers. It's it's you know I did allude to it with the with the when the contraction they were going to get rid of the twins and they're going to get rid of the brewers and they're going to get rid of the expos, none of which they were going to do but they claim they're going to. And in the end, he works for the owners, you know? And so he's, he's saving Antanasio from having to come out and say in a nice way, Hey, we're going to have to raise some money. Like I got some, but like, you know, I just bought the soccer team 
and you know this is your team and i don't want to have to move because i mean miller park's still in good shape it's almost 20 it is 20 years old this year right uh yeah. 96 i think it says 96 that's like when they started i don't think the birds yeah were playing well there until after i'm sorry 96 is when they started the tax on the five county to right, pay for the I mean, stadium not so, only yeah. that but the stadium was delayed a year and a half because of the crane ant crane incident yeah but uh, and um, by the way in like 2020 the sales tax went away uh 23 years of, of the extra sales tax and now it's all paid off so right and so you know now that it's gone let's get it back right you know um and that's what it is it's he's saving mark antanasio from having to come out and do it himself and of course because of rob manfred and he's a jerk and a sociopath uh <laughs> made it as bad as possible like couldn't you know couldn't try and smooth it over like hey love milwaukee milwaukee great baseball city you know only only a retractable dome in the midwest you know so when you know all these other teams get snowed out rained out they can come play in milwaukee and milwaukee has concerts in the winter time host bowling championships here you know this stadium's awesome but we've noticed that you know in the last couple of years you know there's a couple of things here that doesn't make it up to par although nobody even notices because it's you know a good you know it's an air it's an airplane hangar of a stadium but it gets the job done now like when you're sitting up in the cheap seats the 400s like you can tell like the railings need to be replaced and stuff like that because there's some rust going on and what stuff like that but it's not like an outdoor stadium where it gets weathered you know it's covered up three quarters of the year yeah if not more probably more like 80 85 percent of the year you know so i i'm failing to see like what it is unless it's like they need more sweets or I don't know, maybe some more virtual golf. That would be cool too. Maybe they need more virtual golf. That's what it is. So maybe a bigger Bud Selig experience. Oh wait, they got rid of that and put in the <laughs> virtual golf. Never mind. Nice. You know, like what else you need? We need more parking lots for tailgating. Or hey, we need to build over top of the parking lots so they can't tailgate, so they have to buy more stuff inside the stadium. Ooh, that's a good one, John. It could be like Lambo we and could build call, we an could indoor call, we could tailgate area. Like like right. in that parking lot on the um, the east side of the stadium. They Imagine how much more money the brewers would make if they just covered up the the parking lots and people had to come inside and buy stuff from them. Yeah. Or they just show up, you know, show up full and drunk and just walk in that way and then they'd lose everything. I mean, the indoor prices actually at Miller Park are among the lowest in the state. Or in that state. In, in all of baseball. And in baseball, yeah. It's in not baseball. Bad, they are there. It's... <laughs> It's higher than I would pay at home or, you know, at a local baseball game or something. But yeah, no, it's or sitting on the parking lot, drinking out of a cooler and eating your own brats. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, I've done games with the whole family where I'm like, we're not tailgating. We're going to get there five minutes before we'll get stuff inside. Don't worry. Right, right, right. You know, but I mean, when we've gone with friends before, it's always, you know, hey, let's make sure we're three in a row. We're all going to come in together, park next to each other. We're going to play bags. You know, I'll cook some stuff up, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Let's we'll talk about what happened on the field today. This is this lineup blows my mind. Did uh, somebody die? Like, it's crazy. Oh, uh, somebody did die. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, just right now we've got like rough was DHing. I don't mean it was rough that he was DHing. I mean, Ruff was the DH. Darren Ruff started off, well, he's 0-5 in the game. Uh, then uh, Owen Miller, Contreras, Yelich, Anderson, Brasso, Weimer, Taylor, Monasterio. 
Like, that's the lineup we had to play today. Uh, Tellus came in, uh, pinch hit. Toro came in to pinch hit. Um, when we started the season, this was not the lineup we were projecting in any way, right? I mean, just... No. It's crazy to look at this because we have to remember also, um, it's easy to forget about, but Luis Urias is somewhere getting ready to play baseball again. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere played. somewhere, somewhere in an underground bunker. Yeah, just getting in a, what do they call it, a bariatric hyperbaric chamber or whatever. I, I, I imagine him like 50 Cent at the beginning of um, It's Your Birthday, you know, <laughs> doing the upside down. It's just doing that, just working on his. Just, I get my quads out. ready and my my uh my core. It's your birthday. Yeah, it's just it's your birthday. I mean, I had to look up Darren Ruff. I'm not gonna lie, I had to look him up and realize that uh we're starting a guy who has fourteen hundred sixty eight career at bats and is thirty six years old. Hmm. Um yeah. <laughs> so great first name though. Yeah. Darren. Hundred percent. Darren. Oh, the I D thought Aaron. A, I thought it was like A Aaron. He was My not A Aaron. He's D A Rin. Ooh, gross. Yeah, That's Darren. Darren. He's a Darren. Uh, three hundred fifty-one career hits. A uh, career batting average of two thirty-nine. And he's out there. The dude went and played baseball at Creighton. Debuted in twenty twelve. And that is what the season has become. Uh, right now, I'm I'm just looking at <laughs> we're starting Brasso and Montessario. Like that is not a thing you expected to see. Like, just uh, I yeah. don't even know who the second person is. Sorry. Ma- yeah, right. You're looking up a lot <laughs> I of people. I have no idea. Ma- I, like I know the kids across the street go to a Montessario school. <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, well, he came in. Two for four on the season. I think he went three for four today, though, actually. He did all no two for three today. Sorry. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. I yeah, mean... he's batting like five hundred on so I guess maybe he came in 0 for one and now he's two for four. He's batting five hundred on the year with an OPS of one point one hundred. So yeah, I mean that doesn't mean anything. He's he's just some dude. Let me just but doesn't but yeah, how old some... is he? I gotta check him out too. Just just for the sake of this. Andrew, but not spelled that way. A N D R U W Andrew from Caracas, Venezuela. Got to be different. Yeah. Uh, He was born in '97, so yeah, not that can't be old. I was in high school then, so that's. I I do appreciate how Drew Holiday spells his name because when you call someone like the name Drew, like D R E W, you actually say it with a J, like Drew. Drew. Yeah. So so Drew Holiday actually, I'm gonna argue, spells his name correctly. (laughs) <laughs> I think you would say that you too. Because you don't say Daru. Daru. You don't say Drew. I Balake. Mean, some people call my son Andrew Drew, but it comes out Drew. Drew. Yeah. With a J, with a hard J. I, I was know, thinking that... of going with Abigail, but shortening it in a different way because we realized that the word big is right in the middle. I was going to call her Biggie. And is that Oof. a weird nickname for an Abby? To call her yeah, Biggie and, instead and, of Abby and for him for a girl. <laughs> that's, that's not. We noticed that because she wrote her name on a little thing in her room as at Big Ale. I was like, yeah, at Big Ale. Like, and and then right. in the end, she might actually be the tallest one in your family besides you. So yeah, anyhow. she might pass Josh. We'll see. Um, you should have called. You should call her Abba Dabba. That would have been good. I do say Abby Dabby Do and Aberdasher, which is a fun way. Nobody, 
nobody uses that enough, but haberdasher is a fantastic word, and they sell wonderful things. Um, yes. They don't just a, sell hats. Actually, they don't just a, sell there's shirts. There's a store down on the Miracle Mile that's called Haberdasher. That's right. very nice. So, yes. A haberdasher at a haberdashery doesn't just sell hats or shirts. They sell hats, shirts, and all sorts of accoutrements for men's yes. fashion. Like yes, they do. lapel pins and such. Everybody thinks it means like hat makers, which it doesn't. So. No, it's 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 all matters of accessory and, like you said, accoutrement. Yes, so. yes, yes. We've done it now. We're, we're there. We're we're into french accents talking about guys from yeah. caracas yeah um, no i have i have bought i've bought a few scarves in my day from haberdashers back when i was nice haberdashing and Whew. handsome and uh yeah Love i uh, am no longer so now i just wear cardhart jackets and black hats and fabulous stand in the back row <laughs> my daughter used to say ainsley used to say fabulous no so this is where we are, though, is uh, talking about scarves to avoid talking about Montessario I mean, and Taylor and <laughs> Owen Miller. Actually, Owen Miller has been a bright spot on this team yes, so he far. Yeah, just he's he's still batting. Well, he leads the team, I think, among those who actually qualify. Uh, we did the very fun thing of looking up stats before we got going here, um, and if you. I'm just going over the last 15 days because I try to. I'm wanting to try to find trends currently happening because what's been going on with this team more recently, and obviously playing through a lot of injuries. Um, Tell is getting basically a day off today. Uh, Adamus in concussion protocol. Luis Urias still out. Woodruff still out. Um, Ashby's not coming back. Garrett Mitchell's not coming back. I mean that's five major guys from your opening day roster that are not on the field right now. And then you also rested Rowdy so that you could play. Brasso, Mike Brasso at first base, and then put Andrew Montessario at third. And, you know, I mean, thank God for Brian Anderson and Owen Miller to come in and do some of these things. And uh, Bryce Terang, who was a guy I did not expect to do as much as he did, he's been a great fielder. He's batting 158 in the last 15 days. Um, but, I mean, Owen Miller batting 333. Uh, with an OPS of 979 over the last 15 days, continues to be just about the best thing going for the Brewers right now. Uh, Yelich is doing all right. We we're saying uh, among the players who kind of count, because I'm not counting Andrew Montessario batting 504 at-bats. Right. Um, Yelich batting 222. This is just last 15 days again. 222. Rowdy 226. Anderson 238. Contreras 242, Miller 333. And then it gets dark. Uh, we've got Darren Ruff with his got 24 at bats, batting That's 20, rough. batting 208. I mean, and it just gets really low after that. Adamus was not hitting well before he went out. Terang's had a rough spot. Brasso really is a pinch hitter at best. I mean, that really is where you need it, which is the other reason it's been fantastic that Brian Anderson has been there to step in for Luis Urias because it means we don't have to play Brasso in the field. We don't have to have him batting every day. And he can come off the bench because he's a way better pinch hitter than he is an in-game hitter. Interesting. Yeah, um, that's a good point, actually, You know, I, now that you mention it. so He's uh, one of the best I, pinch hitters in baseball, but he does like you can't play him every day or somebody would have no. done it by now. And when we did it last year, it wasn't any good. When he starts, you should tell him that he's pinch hitting in the first inning. Reverse psychology, John. It works. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's I, I, all I got. Man. I don't know how a council. That seems like a council move too. 
Yeah, doesn't be, yeah. it just like, hey, Mike, we're gonna pinch hit you right away just just to mess with him, and then walk yeah. out there and just kind of talk to the umpire as if you're putting in his name as a pinch hitter just to yeah. get it in his head. He's like pinch hitting. Here it comes. Hey, hey, hey Ken. I'm, I'm coming up. Brasso that he's pinch hitting to start the game. Just let him let him think that he's pinch hitting. Okay. And then like right. sounds good. And then like you have to like he gets really confused. He's like, "Why is my name on the scoreboard?" Like they know I'm coming up. They shouldn't do that. It's messing with the strategy of this game. If everybody knows I'm coming up, it doesn't matter that I'm a pinch hitter. Sorry. I mean, when did I start? When did I, I start know. doing a? When did I start doing a podcast with George Bush Jr.? I know. I mean, and he's from Munster, Indiana, so I don't know exactly why I made him. Oh, uh, I was just down by that place. Yeah, I don't know why I made him a Texan, but it's it's fun. <laughs> he went to the University of Oakland. Okay. His nickname. I love that. His nickname is, of course, Frenchy. Because his Brasso. Brasso. Like University of Oakland, California, or some other Oakland? No, Oakland, know. yeah. Like, uh, what are they? They're like, like the Oakland, Golden... Tennessee, or some. No, no, like no. That. Oakland, though. Wasn't it... Shoot, did Wilt go there? Who was it went there? No. No, it's San Francisco, is what I was thinking. But Oakland, yeah, no. They've got a. Yeah, no, no, Bay Area. Yeah the, yeah, yeah. the San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland area. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where, where he had gone. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to. Very good. Well, one thing I was going to bring up, you were, you were bringing up stats. And so uh, we were camping with Mark and Casey this weekend. Uh, he's a big ball guy, too, but he uh, he grew up in Michigan, so he's a big Detroit fan. You know, sorry. <laughs> he's also a big <laughs> Michigan fan, too. Oh, sorry. Um, I know. Um, but uh, sorry one thing we were Michigan. looking at is that the, the, the one thing that is, you know, the Brewers are only 28 and 26 after dropping it to the uh, 7-2 to the Blue Jays tonight. But the good news is that Nobody is that good, especially right. in the National League. Like the Braves have 32 wins. The Dodgers have 33. Diamondbacks have 31. Otherwise, outside of the Nationals, who only have 23 wins, everybody else is between 24 and 28 wins. Okay. Yeah. Across no, the board. And, and, the, and when you go to like the last 10, you know, like what they've done in their last 10 games, everybody's four and six, five and five or six and four. Like it's yeah. like, it's just the most milk toast thing ever. Like nobody's running away with it. Now over yeah. in the American League, uh, the Central is also equally also bad. Huge, yeah, also bad. Except they have the Royals, and then out west they have the A's doing whatever the A's are doing. Uh, we get to play them soon. Biblic- biblically bad. Eleven and 45, 25 games out. Not even into June yet. Um, Rangers are on a tear over there. Um, the Rays. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the Rays keep doing what the Rays do. Orioles look good. Yankees look good. I ain't, the whole East NL AL East is good again. But just, still, if once you eliminate like the top three in the AL East and the Rangers and the Astros, who are feasting on you know Athletics, not so much anymore because you don't play as much in division. But there's still a lot of just twenty between twenty and twenty four and twenty eight win teams. I mean. The the twins are winning with a, winning the central right now with a twenty eight and twenty seven record. Second right. place is the tigers at twenty eight, twenty five, and twenty eight. Switch it back over to uh, us and it's twenty eight and twenty six. You know, and the pirates are twenty six and twenty seven. So and yeah. I mean, and now with now with two wild card teams, like there's is someone going to get in with a sub five hundred record this year. No, <laughs> it's entirely possible. I mean, it, there's a good chance that someone wins the NL Central with, with a slightly above 500 average. I mean, it, it's probably none of these teams are good enough to like blow away 
their opponents, especially like all those injuries you just listed. You know, the yeah, Cardinals, hard. Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, none of them have good teams. You know, so it's it's going to be basically. I mean, you figure the Dodgers will be fine. The Diamondbacks, we'll see if they can sustain. Giants are always sneaky. Yeah. Um, the Padres have not lived up to their potential yet either in the West. Right. Braves will be fine. Uh, but then in the East, besides the Braves, it's like, who else? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. It's like we, we talked about – well, I talked about this last week as well. But, like, this is the part of the schedule where things were – you just kind of hope to get through this. Like, this stretch of – you're going to play the Rays on the road. Then you're going to come home and get the Astros and the, then the Giants. And you're like, well, crap. And then you get the Blue Jays in Toronto. Um, like, this this is a rough, rough stretch. So they got through Tampa and Houston at 3-3. Three and three. Like, that's a win. That's a massive win. Uh, like, those are, the, like, the two teams that you have to worry about at this point in the entire league. More than anything, I think. So, getting that was was big losing three out of four to the giants was obviously regrettable and ridiculous especially the the three to one loss on saturday where it's like that was it was probably burns best game of the year uh, like of course, of he course. came in burns burns could have been spinning a no hitter into the seventh inning and they would have been down one zero yeah he was because quite honestly he's got an era of almost four um like it's not it's not particularly good for him this year. He has not been as good, and the defense is is easily as good as last year. Um, so I don't know what's going on with him. But Saturday was a really good game. He pitched great. He went he maybe, went seven maybe right. He's, maybe he's tanking. It's just as somebody else assign him, and the Brewers won't after the season. I don't know. I I don't think that that's in his mind. But I mean, like I I yeah, I love is. your like, reach. For, for the conspiracy. Like, he's like, I'm out here playing Cy Young baseball and getting no backup, you know? Well, if he wanted he, to do he it. Does, he does look like Jean-Claude Van Damme in some pictures, though. He really does. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm here for I, it. I, I'd love to see him do the splits after, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, right now he's pitching a 368. I mean, that's not bad. Oh, no. No. Sorry. Oh, that's regular season overall. Sorry. Yeah, that's I, where I, he I, dropped I down yeah. because he was at 389, I think, going stupid into that Google, last game. Google, when you look at their stats right away, it's always yeah. way off. The nice thing, though, is it's coming up. I mean, Reds, then, yeah, the Orioles, which is going to be rough. But then, oh, no. then three games, Athletics at home. And then, you know, the Twins in, in you know Minnesota, which could be a rough one. Then Pirates and then Diamondbacks at home and then at the Guardians and – like June is a much safer month than what May was in terms of the the opponents in this scheduling and how that looks. So it's a good chance that that looks a little bit better. The the beginning up to the All Star break here, we're gonna get Pirates, Cubs, Reds leading into that All Star break. That could be and most of those at home. So that'll be fun. And then yeah, come out of that with Phillies, Braves. I mean, we'll we'll get to all those games. Biggest things at this point. Um, Brian Anderson Burns, has been fantastic. Burns set a three six eight this year. Okay, yeah, I mean he came he, way he, down. He, tri- he trimmed it up a little bit with that last one. Like of I course, said, he eleven good. starts and he's four and four. You know. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it has not been the normal year for him in terms of what he's done the last several years. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Just the production has not been there. I mean, he can always turn it around. I mean, and maybe that last game is the one where it it happens, yeah, well, uh, where you yeah. get that. So that's good. But yeah, they've been having to go out there and get you know beginnings from you know big games from Lauer. They've been Strzelecki, even though he gave up the two run home run last week, has been very good for this team. I think um, they're kind of like I said last week. They're just fortunate that they put the rebuild in the same year that everyone else was doing their rebuild. You know, like the the Cardinals. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Everybody's rebuilding this year, except for the Dodgers. And Buster Olney put out a thing about how he's upset with the uh, the Oakland Athletics for rebuilding and being so bad right now. And Major League Baseball needs to do something about tanking. And like, you can't unless you change everything about how people get paid. Because if you're a small market team like Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, the or Kansas City right now. The way you get good again and get yourself a window is you tank. Well, Tanking in the, works. In the case of in the case of the Oakland A's too, it's it's like it's it's a catch twenty two, and that is people won't come out to support the A's. Yeah, which but is a traditional power. Pro- so we're not going to put out a product good enough to compete. Well, when you do that, you also don't draw fans you know like they might have the first sub 1000 and it's probably this year and next year like they're even talking about maybe moving them in advance to the uh the arrows is that what they're uh the minor league the triple a baseball team they might be playing in a triple a baseball stadium next year <laughs> that only holds 4500 people because it's still more than what they're drawing in did, Oakland. did you see what it, they happened it's, it's, it's such a double indemnity though because it's like <laughs> well oakland's not going to build a new the A's aren't going to build a new stadium or do they, they we're not going to build a new stadium for them because they suck and it's like all right if you're not going to build a new stadium we're going to leave and we're well, going to continue to no, suck. we don't want you to leave all right well then show up to the games well your team sucks you know it's just it's 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 it's, it's a stupid downward spiral and it's like let everybody and, everybody from oakland get on the boat we're going to las vegas bye-bye beep beep that's exactly like what they talked about too with uh with the brewers when fans are like atanasio's not spending enough money we should boycott this team I'm like way to guarantee that he won't spend any more like it's exactly what you need to do to make sure he will never spend money on this team is don't go to games and don't buy anything he'll just sell the team or or remove it because somebody will show up for a new team i mean he'll go to oklahoma city or someplace i don't know mexico city i don't know where he'll go but he doesn't want to, I don't think, because I think he's just content with having it and being a guy who owns a team well in milwaukee and that's the other thing too it's like Maybe only in Milwaukee you could get away with boycotting games because one of Milwaukee's strengths is definitely its home, it, it's 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 crowd, it, you know, uh, home field crowd showing up. So I mean, maybe that's the only thing, but I don't know. I mean, it's still stupid though. So. Yeah. No, it's 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 a way to guarantee that you hurt yourself. I mean, if you want to like make sure that your baseball team loses forever, go boycott it. Do it. The the funny thing today that came on Twitter is um, some guy ran out onto the field and like ran the bases while they were between innings and nobody stopped him. Like security was just like, "Come on!" Oh, oh in Oakland? Yeah, and then he ran back up into the stands. Like 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 even hey, even the security what? guards give it up. Not, it's not going to get any better. It is <laughs> no. not going to get any better no. anytime soon. No, just so we all know. Yeah, and that's the thing is is like the problem. Just like we said, wh- why do the NBA players keep flopping? Well, because they get rewarded for it. So you should flop. Right. The Bucks should flop. They should because it works. It works for Boston. It works for Miami. Um, you should flop. In the NBA, you absolutely should because economically, it's the correct decision because it works. 
and you win more when you do it. Right. You should, if you're a small market team and you're not going to win this year, tank. Why should you tank? Because it works. Because it works. It's the only way in many cases to get any better is to tank, get a bunch of draft picks, build up a farm system and bring them up all together after three or four years of tanking. And then you'll have a team full of prospects that can really play. It worked for right. Kansas City. Kansas City got a World Series out of it. And now they're the second worst team in baseball, but only because Oakland is historically bad. They are 194 runs. Biblically bad. Yeah. Biblically bad. They are negative 194 runs on the season. Like, it is ridiculous, the run differential. I can't, it's hard to even place. The next worst team is Kansas City being negative 70. And they are 194. Yeah, Kansas, City's, Kansas City's record is almost as bad, but my God, the A's are the A's are starting like rookie level ball players. Yeah, oh. it's it's insane. Yeah, like, but it works. Quite honestly, like you should do it if you're not going to win this year and you're a small market team. Tank, tank hard, because it works. It's been it's been, it's been part of the Brewers' problem for years. The, the Brewers are constantly in the Seattle Seahawks of the early 2000s mode. Yeah. Just good enough to be in there, but not good enough to win. Always eight and eight, mm-hmm. and always get the fifteenth round, fifteenth overall pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to help this year because they're going to like end up finishing second or winning the the weakest division in baseball, or the second weakest, depending which central division is the worst. It's going to be like the South Park episode where the boys are all trying to lose at Little League, but they can't because the other team is better at losing. <laughs> And nobody wants to go on. Yeah. Right. But of course, but of course, uh, Randy Marsh is up in the stands. That's the one where he's fighting out. He's fighting everybody. He's so yeah. playing baseball. And, uh, you want it? You want it? Is? I didn't hear there no bell. <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. That's so good. Like, All that's, right. That's like top five. But I mean, like, that's the one where, like, the other team's so bad that they're, like, hitting the ball into the outfielder's glove. Oh yeah, they're so incredibly good that they can hit it into your glove. Well, <laughs> it's like no, so they because they don't want to lose the rest of their summer playing baseball. <laughs> they end up winning a World Series. God, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've forgotten about that one. That's right. Oh yeah, and then uh, of course because of the the parents fighting and that's what the whole episode's about is parents fighting in the stands. You know, it's just like every South Park episode has yeah. two plots going the whole way through. Right. Yeah. I didn't hear no bell. You have an A story oh, and a B wait, story. I thought this is America. I thought this is America. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. All right. All right. Well, that's that's all we're really going to do with Brewers. That's going to be me at the next Brewers game, John. I promise. <laughs> Not me. My next Brewers game, I'm going to be in a box. So, we'll Of be... course. Now, we go once a year and get the box because there's a lot of us. And quite honestly, it's a good deal if you can get 20 people together. Well, one because... of these is you should invite us. That'd right. be great. Yeah. We should see. I don't remember how many tickets we've got used up already with our family because I've got a lot of kids. And, yeah, you do. Yeah, my brother's got two stepdaughters. So, yeah, <laughs> we, 20, we work it all out. If there's, if there's 20 people in the box, your family's one quarter of them. So, yeah. Well, my dad's listening. So, we'll see if you get invited. Okay. <laughs> Very good. But also, um, like, like the box is actually a great value because if you take into account that you also get two premium parking passes already paid for with what you pay, right. uh, and you get food. There's food in there and beer and soda and water. Like it's in there and you can drink all of it. Uh, so it's like, it's fantastic. And you have an air conditioned place with a TV. So if you have kids, you can take them into the air conditioning, watch the game, or even turn on something else. Just well, if you want we, to. 
It's fantastic. It's that's why that's why we sit in club level every once in a while too, is because yeah. it's you just roll up into the same that same carpeted area. So yeah, I think the the thing is is like if you if you do the math on it, it's something like I forget the number. It depends on which games too, because some of them are like two thousand something, and some of them are like three or four thousand, depending on what the opponent is and if it's a you know whatever the prime time game things like that. All that stuff matters in terms of the pricing. But if you can get one of those yeah, like two thousand yeah, dollar games. Then it's like seventy, eighty dollars a ticket, but also you get air conditioning, a private bathroom with a lock on the door, and food yeah. and beer. It's like it's more than worth what you pay. Yeah, so like if also a, the a, deck a, a, is ball, a ball game on a Wednesday in September against the Seattle Squid. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah and if you on. can get into the do deck, that is all you can eat. By the way. <laughs> It's fabulous. No, not I, all you can drink. I've I, I not. I have not sat up in the Johnsonville Brat uh, Lodge yet either. Up in the upper part of Rainfield. Oh, okay. I've been I in have. The, I the have Dudek. sat down. I have sat down in the oh God. What is that? Meritor Health. The one right on I, behind the wall. Yeah, behind the right field right field fence. I have sat down there once. I want to be there so badly. Yeah, I want to be so bad. Once. Sorry. My, my cousin. My cousin Transitive got me verbs. that ticket. That sounds awesome. So, I sat next to front row Amy once. <laughs> I got Atanasio seats the one time because he's he's great. Right. Gives his tickets away to veterans if he's not there. He's fantastic. Fair enough. All right. But that's all we can really do for Brewers. Uh, the one thing we do have to say for the Bucks is they do have a head coach now and is not any of the names we've talked about. Um, Adrian Griffin, he will be the 17th coach in the Bucks history. As long as uh, it's not Doc Rivers or Mark Jackson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because when, when I heard Mark Jackson, I... I, I I don't care about the Bucks that much, but my God, I got hot. Like I'm like, no, absolutely not. And then Doc Rivers comes up, no, absolutely not. No. What is what? No. I yeah, I'll take the new guy. So yeah. Yeah. This is his very first time as a head coach. That's the one thing that's interesting is with a very veteran team that's not going to be adding a lot of young like they got nobody in the draft, right? No. Like they have no picks for years. And they went with a guy traded away every single second round pick they have for the next five decades forever to get all sorts of other things. But yeah, and they traded away Sandro too. Just, just Jay Crowder. Just Jay Crowder. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he's a guy, he um, assistant coach in the NBA for 15 years. Um, Jeez. Yeah. Bucks hired him apparently right after his playing career. And so he's going to be the head coach there. Apparently Giannis is a big fan and that's going to be the thing that does it. And this is this is where sports are going at this point. Is you go and find a player and then ask him who he would like to be coached by, right. and you know rather than find a coach and find out what sort of players this coach can work with, you go find a good player. And then the NBA it makes more sense than any other league, quite honestly. Right. Yeah. While it's we do a- ascribe a huge amount of like weight to quarterbacks. Quite honestly, the head coach is more important to quarterback because a lot of guys work different in different systems. A lot of guys disappear as soon as they leave wherever they started. So there's very right. few of those guys who really change their head coaches. And NFL NFL doesn't work. I mean, the closest thing we've ever had to a, a, a player dictating what a coach can do is Aaron Rodgers. And you've watched this team progressively get worse for three years. Yeah. And it's then he went to the Jets. Idea. Then he went to the Jets, and the Jets acquiesced and did the exact same thing the Packers did. Right, because it worked and, so well and, for and us. And brought on, and brought on old free agents that are why? 
you know? Yeah. So it's going to work yeah, I'm, though. I'm, this still, time. I'm still waiting for Martellus Bennett to get signed by them oh. and, and, and for them to cut their kicker and bring on Crosby, like, which that's <laughs> just, just, I mean, be I love so Mason. Jets. Be Mason, so Mason's, Jets. So, Mason's so done, but God, I, I love him. His leg, man. God, he puts God. He's bringing sexy back to kicking. I I, I will never say a bad word about Mason Crosby, but that leg, I mean, he was barely making those clutch kicks last year. So, um, you know, he was putting everything he had into it. And I mean, that dude took a beating as a kicker too, which is weird to say even, but, uh, um, yes, that, that one strip, one strip fumble of, um, Cordell Patterson in on a kickoff return one time career highlight i don't care about any of his <laughs> kicks that was the best um but yeah i know so yeah back let's, let's backtrack this well now. yeah so Giannis yeah, apparently so, brought griffin into his house during the process of recruit of uh-huh. you know finding a head coach too so that's it's it's interesting it's it's, it's, it's it's it is the one league where if you have a superstar you cannot afford to lose them that's the reason why they're carrying thanasis on the bench oh yeah no, full well knowing that that 15th position isn't, you know, a doesn't game. mean anything. And everybody thinks he's anyways. no good, but he's fun. He's kind of a glue guy, too, because mm-hmm. everybody seems to enjoy Thanasis. Right. No, you know, and he's good. Like, he's a good hype guy. Um, he, he serves his purpose. Oh, but oh. I mean, uh, if Giannis isn't on the team, he's not on the team. That's just the way Here we go. Is, you know? Here we so, go. I, um, I want to give you this, Aaron. Hold on one second. One second. Breaking news. Uh huh. Adrian Griffin was born on the 4th of July. Oh, all American. If you ever want to piss off a Brit, ask him if they celebrate the Fourth of July. <laughs> you remember Elliot? We'll get into our, our dumb uh, army story here. Um, no, do you remember no. Elliot? Elliot, yeah, the British guy who Absolutely. somehow he married an an American Air Force officer pilot, pilot. Yep. and came into the United States and joined the army, and then got out. And then got pulled in on the inactive ready reserve, which was a horrible, stupid idea. But I did enjoy yeah. him. And yeah, he was fun. saying, like, something about, like, well, I'd just like to go have some celebration for Guy Fawkes Day. And I was like, all right, so long as you don't burn the Pope in effigy. And he's like, what? We would just light fireworks and, you know, tell everybody to look out for hedgehogs. And I was like, <laughs> I know what Guy Fawkes Day is, you jerk. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't, you, don't you dare. I know what no. that is very well. Thank you. So after my after my first deployment, uh, I went to go visit my brother over. He was he was stationed in Spangdalem uh, Air Force Base in Germany, and I flew up to see my buddy Andy uh, from Australia. Yeah, yeah, Australian Andy, who my son is named after. You met at our wedding. Was he Andy? Yeah, Andy uh, from Aussie. Australia. Yeah, we're gonna play some footy. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, he put another shrimp on the barbie. Um, but anyways. Uh, and, you know, he plays he plays actual Aussie rules. He was uh, a pretty high level of uh, amateur Aussie rules football player, too. Well, there's like 10,000 people in that country. Yeah, it was 24, <laughs> 24 million, John. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you saw the kid like he's well built and like six foot three yeah. uh, late, uh, lanky, but uh, well built. Anyways, uh, so I went up to lanky. see him up in England um, to rot. Uh, and uh, I flew into England on the 4th of July. Nice. <laughs> And had to whip like out the old, ye old passport at Stenwick Airport. And, uh, <laughs> had maybe had enough drinks on the flight up from Germany to England to start mentioning that it was the 4th of July. <laughs> hey, do you guys know what that means? 
Good oh, Freedom yeah. Day. You you lost. <laughs> Is it? That's fabulous. And, and then of course I was coming with the yeah you wouldn't gotten anywhere without the French though and it's like don't care. <laughs> okay. Wait, you're telling me you got beat up by the Not French at all? <laughs> you still lost. You lost to a small country made up of backwards hicks and uh, the French. How did you do that? Like, a bunch of religious zealots that couldn't fit in in Europe, so they came over here to live yeah. and take over another continent. You like your navy was more populous than our country. Uh, I mean, that may not be true. It's almost first, certainly not true. The first three attempts died of starvation. <laughs> One of them just disappeared. So like, you still lost. You sent over a whole colony of people. You went to go get more food, came back, and they were just gone. Not even like bones, just gone. We, like, forget we, this. We're we, leaving. We sent a seventy-year-old drunk who used to who used to write newspaper articles as a woman to France and got all sorts of funding, and yeah, yeah still won. Fabulous, that, right? That that dude tied a key to a kite and flew into a thunderstorm and got struck by lightning. You lost to that guy. Well, I love the was it the um, Gregory Proops who used to be on whose line is it anyway? Uh, the American version. Well, also the the English version and the American version. Yeah, and he would, yep. yeah, and he would come and he had to stand up on uh, Comedy Central at one point. They're like, oh, you Americans are so stuffy and stuck up. And, and he's like, well, thanks for sending over the best and the brightest to kick off the party. <laughs> it's like, you guys sent him here. Like, what's our problem? Nothing we can do about it. Right, exactly. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about this guy except for that Giannis wants him and Giannis is the thing that matters. Um, yes. <laughs> I got to get back to it a little bit. So that's really all that kind of matters for this guy he played at seton you know, hall uh he did play in the nba he understands the league um back to what we we're saying you got to keep your stars happy too and it's it's not like keeping lebron happy at the oh end of his gosh. career on la and that's just that's that's turning into a okay. mess you know like that I, that's not good i don't know if you um, know this aaron too though um hmm. griffin was the league mvp in 1999 i mean for the, uh, for the Continental Basketball Association. Okay, the old CBA. Yeah, huh? yeah. for the Connecticut Pride. Connecticut. Yeah, lacrosse, had, lacrosse had a CBA team the for a hot Cat Birds. The yeah. Cat Birds for lacrosse, that's right. Uh, yeah, no, he played for the Connecticut Pride. I like to say it as Connecticut just because it's fun. Connecticut. It's Connecticut, no, I, mean, I know. It, it is what it is, and, you know, if it keeps Giannis happy, you know, the, the fire service is a stadium that Giannis built. Giannis is the, the athlete of Milwaukee, the athlete of Wisconsin now for – to, to be perfectly honest, yes. Um, yeah, at the, this point, the Packers, yeah. the Packers don't have a real identifiable, identifiable star right now. By design, they're in a full rebuild. AJ too. Dillon. Well, yeah, the mayor of Door County. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's I, I, his it, Instagram was on fire this week. By the way, everyone knows who Love is. I mean, but they're all young. I mean, there's outside of Bakhtiari, like nobody's a real. You yeah, know, until we it, trade Bakhtiari to the Chiefs uh, for a first round pick after or week to the four. Jets. <laughs> no, I think we'll trade to the Chiefs because the Chiefs have a garbage line right now and are going to yeah. need left tackle help soon. And I mean, and we, I mean, we have Elton Jenkins too, but nobody knows yeah. who he is. I mean, mm-hmm. so and Tom Janice um, is the star. I mean, yes. a couple years ago, a couple years ago, we had Yelich, him, and Rogers, and I remember on this very podcast saying, "Remember this because this these these are, these the, are the glory days. days. Yeah, these are the days." And now and you're it's, dead on. We're down. We're down sixty six percent. <laughs> and so we are red. <laughs> no, there we were are, times we are, where we were so black. excited that we had Braun and Rogers, and they were super good buddies. And now we're like, both of you can get out. You can go home. Right. right. 
You, here's I one mean, thing you'll like. Well, there's a point in 2018, okay. 2019 when we were thought we were going to win the Super Bowl, the World Series, and the NBA championship, and yeah. should should have. Should have, yeah. But I mean, so so hiring a coach that that's going to keep him happy, and then yeah. you know, also too, like outside of established coaches, it is a carousel in the NBA. It's worse than the kicker carousel in the NFL. Like, yeah. like they immediately as soon as they were fired, it was like, oh, so. Doc Rivers, you know, no, no, <laughs> like Mark well, Jackson, who the best thing that ever happened to the Golden State Warriors was him getting him getting fired and Steve Kerr coming in. Yeah. You well, know, and think like, about this. Spolstra just got fired. Spolstra was just some guy just got... who ran tape for. Um, oh, what's his name? Like, it's going to make me mad. The guy who actually copyrighted the phrase three Pete um, with the, the Lakers and everything. So, yeah, I mean, like he was a guy who ran tape. And set up stuff for for the, Sold the Spolstra. yeah. So Spolstra came out of nowhere. He was just like a guy that that they liked. No, he he sat behind Riley. But Riley, uh, that's one thing. Yeah. Not for much. I mean, he he ran film for Riley, and then Riley mm-hmm. became GM and moved Spolstra into head coach. And Spolstra's been fantastic. And you need to go watch the thing. Um, they they're talking to the team about. What happened? And the player says, "Yes." Yeah, Folster showed us this motivational video and got us really fired up about. It. And they're like, "What was that video?" And he's like, "Just a thing about you know coming together as yeah. a team and, and working like a team." Played it down completely. And then just... Spolstra is looking around, kind of nervous, and they're like, "What was that video?" It's not about the video, guys. <laughs> like, right? Ooh. right. No, he, he completely. Uh, I want to know what this video was now more than anything. I, I don't know how we say this on a G show, but he was uh, point essing. Like just, just absolutely like like no, it, it's nothing. It's, it's going to be amazing. Nothing. Stop, look, stop looking. There's at nothing to like, see here. There's <laughs> nothing. Like I just, I played him a video to get him centered, and just God, what is wrong with you people? Why, like, why are we talking about this? He's so. Uh, I, I love. Here's... I used to hate Spo. I used to hate him a lot, but now that he's been in the league so long, he's he's really grown on me. Like he's especially really with the good. teams he has succeeded with. I hate seeing him win, but he is fantastic. He is a great he, he's coach. He's great. Like I, 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 I have to give it to him. And yeah, you had that bad taste in your mouth from the LeBron Bosch, uh, Dwayne Wade years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was the first kind of real super team that was made up no, organically, right? Well, the um, Celtics team with KG and right, Ray Allen. Right. Yeah. I mean, one one could argue Shaq going to the Lakers was putting him and Kobe together was like building a neutron bomb. Like That's they crazy. weren't going to lose. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that was a bit between the taking my talents to South beach and all that, you know, and, and produce and putting together that, that super team. It was really easy to hate Spolstra. And then they all left and Spolstra's still doing it. And he, this is the know, second it, final it, it, he's gone to since then. Right, and it says it says something about third, or yeah, second final day has been, yeah, because the bubble one too. Yeah. But I mean, they're always like, well, how can you lose to that team? It's the whole Phil Jackson argument. Like, you got to, someone's got to manage these egos, man. Like yeah. when Rodman ran away to Vegas, you know, <laughs> like, you yeah. know? or when, or when you put Shaq and Kobe together, you know, like who's who's got an ego big enough to deal with these egos? Right. I mean. Phil had to deal with Kobe's thing in Denver, Shaq coming to the team, all that stuff. He had to deal with Dennis Dennis Rodman. 
Spolster is the same way, except without as much firepower in these later years. This, he's just that's the interesting thing about Spolstra is like, like Riley and Jackson did it by being bigger egos, right. like being a bigger, as big a superstar as the rest of them. Like everybody knew as much about Phil Jackson as they did about you know LeBron or about like you know Kobe or Jordan, right? Like Phil was that guy, and he was he was a star, and everybody wanted him wherever he went, and all that. Same with with Riley, like you said, but Spolster does it by completely subsuming himself underneath all these other egos. Like he right, completely that's gives why, up. That's why, that's why it makes me so mad that Brad Stevens left the sideline and went to the office. Stevens, Brad was Stevens too. was the same way. Yeah, he was pretty great at that too. You know, unlike the Thibodeaux of the world, you know, who, <laughs> who are just besides the Basso Profundo are literally sideline dictators. You know, he, yes. he cut five years off Derek Rose's career by overplaying him. 100%. Some people say Nick Nurse is like that, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, no, Spolstra, Spolstra really makes them believe in them in themselves. And here, so, yeah. here's the last little thing I want to say before we get to our last call here is a, a thing I want to give you that, that I know you're going to love about uh, Adrian Griffin. <laughs> not Archie Griffin, Adrian Griffin. And not Blake Griffin, who just retired. Yeah, one of the less known, less interesting Griffins. Um, he was didn't jump over a moving car. Okay. His final game in an NBA roster was the final game for the Seattle Sonics. He was really? on the Sonics on an NBA roster and he was on the, the team for the Sonics in their very last game in Seattle before they moved. And that was the last game he played before he retired. So he played with Sean Kemp and well, Kevin, well, and KD. Yeah, right before they moved. He was on the team the very last year. They was were in was Kemp on the very last team or not? I'd no, have to look that having, up. We'll look that up in the break here before we go, and I will say that when we start off in the next section because right now we're going to move to the segment of the show that covers all the rest of the things, the part of the show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. So to start off the last call, we want to mention that Wisconsin has another national championship uh, to hold on here. While we mentioned that on the indoor track and field, both uh, men's and women's teams from the UW Lacrosse won the national championships indoor. In the outdoor season, the women from lacrosse won again. Uh, They actually kind of pulled away here again on this one. they, I forget what the number was, but they end up with 67.5. I think the next closest team had 49 points. Uh, Sky uh, Digman got the national championship in shot put, and they had a second place finish in uh, from Lauren Jarrett in the 100 meters and the 200 meters. Yep. And then Maddie Hannon finished second in the 800 meters. The men's team fell just shy. Track and field, by the way. Yes, yes, track and field. Uh, the men's team fell behind MIT. You lose to a bunch of nerds from MIT. <laughs> now, <laughs> lacrosse is a is is a FIED school first and foremost. So FIED, uh, as well as like uh, recreation management. So like people who run golf courses and stuff like that. Right. Um, we'll make more money than some of the people from MIT, by the way. Yeah, actually, the guy who runs Century is a lacrosse graduate. I know <laughs> I him. Gonna, I was going to say, you, you, you want to poo-poo that, but all of a sudden, then you stop and think, oh, they're running the golf courses that the MIT guys that are playing on. So, yeah. By the way, Century here in Stevens, well, over here in Stevens Point is going to be hosting the Senior U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be 
that's gonna be crazy. And if you have a house in Stevens Point with three bedrooms, you can probably make ten thousand dollars that week. Yeah. Uh, okay. MIT wins the championship. UW Lacrosse finishes second. They get the runner up. Uh, MIT scored sixty point five points. I think Lacrosse ended up with forty nine. Next best teams finished with thirty nine. Uh, so that's where we were with that. That's how track and field went for uh, D3. And the well, congratulations men- to UW Lacrosse girls. That's awesome, man. Yeah. National championships, Women. regardless how they come, you know. Come on. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I mean, when my, when my buddy Jake won his only national championship in wrestling, he was never even a state champion in Wisconsin, but he won at D3 uh, wrestling for UW Lacrosse in 2006, five, six. Um, <laughs> he, uh, it was somewhere in that range. Um, that's a big deal, man. Like yeah, it doesn't matter. It, like, fantastic. it doesn't matter the division, whatever, because you're, you are where you are and you, and you have to, you try to excel to be the best and they were. And so congratulations yeah. to them. It is fantastic. It. To win. Yes. Yeah. Good job. It's fantastic to bring another championship to Wisconsin. Uh, the men's D one, their national championships are coming up next week. They had their regionals this week, uh, for the men's. Lawrence Johnson runs a 10.16 and finishes ninth in the 100 meters. Uh, as we said last week, the top 12 move on to ninth. nationals. Ninth. Ninth in, in the region. Uh, Abdullahi Hassan so uh, finished third so in the 800 meters. He ran the 800 meters in 1 minute 46.56 seconds. Uh, Adam Spencer... That's- Finished third in the 1500 meters, and so he will also be moving on to the nationals. Uh, and then, uh, is it Spencer and uh, I'm sorry, not Spencer, Swarens. Yeah, we've mentioned him before. Uh, Swarens uh moves on. Uh, this Jason Swarens he places 10th in the shot put with a 64 feet, two and a quarter inches in the shot put, moves on to the nationals. Is that all? Yeah, right. Uh, and then Adam Spencer, 1,500 meters. He moves on. Uh, so there we go. Uh, Adam yeah. Drew Stone finishes 16th in the shot put. Uh, 62 feet, one inch, does not move on. Uh, two Badger women move on. Uh, Destiny Heuven gets the 100-meter hurdles. And uh, Josie Schaefer, who we've mentioned several times in the last couple of weeks, right. uh, moves on in both shot put and discus. Uh, no chance for a national championship with having three events. But, you know, right. good for both of them moving on to the well, Nationals and having a chance. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Just to have fun here, let's mention that there were, in fact, um, golf championships that happened. Oh, hey, before you get UW. off that one, though. Yeah, yeah, go I ahead. Gonna say that, I was going to say that about the guy that ran that. You said 146. Yeah, right, 146.56. Right. And I remember, so it, it's not about me, but it is always about me. Um so I ran the 800 and I remember that two minute mark was such a big deal. And in competition, I never broke it in practice. Once I broke it by like a 10th of a second, it was like 159.9. And I felt like I'd ran, it felt like I was sprinting the whole time. That dude would have dusted me by about 120 meters. Yeah. I, I, once... I wouldn't have even been on the last stretch and he would have been done. That's... I once told uh, some and guys, so, I mean, and now, now he's a full grown D one athlete. Like, mm-hmm. So he's more developed too, but I mean that is it's that's crazy. fast. I know the world record's still like another ten seconds under that, but <laughs> right. my, my college god, my, my god, that's god, that's fast. Like I, I you know, people don't realize like the eight hundred meter dash is it, it, the four hundred meter is 
is a sprint. A, a devious sprint. Like you have to sprint for 400 meters, one whole like the 800 is like Plus, yeah, hell a on earth. Sprint a sprint modified like cuz your your body switches from aerobic to anaerobic or the other way around. I forget what exactly it is. Just at, anaerobic at about, to death. At, at about a minute 30, right? No matter how good a shape you're in. And mm-hmm. so you have to be able to, and then aerobic is burning oxygen, which is sprinting. And then anaerobic is burning everything else to keep going. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain a pace outside of aerobic activity in, in your body. It's like weightlifting, yeah. For the last 15 seconds. You know, it's, it's insane. And it's that's why I always say the 800 is tough because the mile, you know what you're into it. You're, you're going to be it's a distance, right? Yeah. Anything, any, anything more than a couple laps, 300 meter hurdles. I would also submit is a very difficult event because and weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because you because of the jumping and the distance, mm-hmm. like yeah. the hurdles aren't as high, but it, it's, it's kind of like the 800 where it's like there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> muscle sets being used. And that's why the people who run those events only run those events. Like, cause yeah, and, Destiny and Hooven, especially yeah. like at in high school events, like the mile was like three races after the 800. You can't do that. No. <laughs> so anyway, no, sorry. that's crazy. Yeah. You know, you're right on that. And that's, it's fantastic for all of those things. So I, I, I told guys when I was in the national guard at one point, we were stuck, you know, just BSing around cause we, broke a armored personnel carrier that's another different story um <laughs> but we were sitting there and we we're talking about rutting you know like different things we did in high school and one guy i was just like yeah yeah i i'd, I'd rather 400 you know in high school some and um you know they're like oh yeah would you run i was like like a minute four and a couple of the sergeants kind of looked at each other like i don't want to be mean but like that's that's not like a really good time I'm like no i was a shot putter and a discus thrower um like i could throw 130 feet if i needed to but yeah, no, I did that because sometimes they would let me run things. <laughs> right, like, exactly. I, I could mean, run a I sub came, five I came from a small school too. Like I used to throw discus, yeah. and I don't, I, I didn't even know how to. I was out there throwing it like a frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, you do not throw a discus like a frisbee. Yeah, and, but <laughs> because we're from such small schools, there's only six kids competing, and I uh, got third <laughs> a couple times. It was great. <laughs> I had one where I finished fifth in the mile. I mean, I ran a 453 uh, mile, uh, and this was, I had eaten ice cream on the way to the meet because I was not planning on running the mile, but then I volunteered and it was fun. Uh, And I also threw, I I won the discus, but it was, I was really unhappy about it because I was the only guy who broke a hundred. So I kind of felt like I was surrounded by people who had never thrown a discus before. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I just beat a bunch of just total pogues. Pogues. Yeah. So, so, so you know, you see now how I bust out Leonard every once in a while for having played against him in high school. Absolutely. Um, and you should. Small, small, small world thing. So you're talking about that. So I was runner first and foremost, and every once in a while I'd be like, "Hey, you want to throw a shot put today?" There's only four people throwing. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, right down, uh, right down the road in Clear Lake was uh, Adam Jarko, um, oh. who was run for uh, state uh, assembly a couple times. I right? know that name. I, yeah. You know, he ran for attorney general this last time. Uh, very conservative. Um, not going to get into politics, but that's who he was. I'd go, and he was a he was a good dude in high school. I liked him a lot. Um, he'd go out there. He was throwing in the forties, and I'm like, maybe getting it out to twenty. Yeah, you know, like he's just <laughs> he's just exploding. Out. Yeah, he, I think he went to state at least a couple times for shot put. Like just absolutely <laughs> heaving that thing downrange, and then I'm like, I'm out there, you know all of he was he was a squatty he was a he was a big dude like just built and then 
I, I'm wiry, like 170 and six foot and a runner. And like, here's my attempt. Oh, okay. 19, <laughs> six. Good job. Vladimir, you got fourth. Sweet. All right. Uh, the things I was going to say just quickly, because we've never talked about them, but we had time a little bit today. Um, Badgers do have golf teams. I don't know if you, anybody knows this. Um, I just love the names of some of these places. Uh, at one point, the men's team went to the Hootie on Bulls Bay in South Carolina. Uh, Owendaw, South Carolina. Probably because Hootie and the Blowfish are big South Carolina people. Uh, but anyhow, uh, they went to the Big Ten Championships April 28th through the 30th. They placed third out of 14 teams in the Big Ten uh, tournament. Moved on to the regionals where they placed 12th out of 13 teams. Uh, so that's not not the greatest sort of thing. Uh, Max Schwarz uh, finished two over to tie to be tied for 33rd place. Uh, right behind him was Clayton Tribus, who was four over par, uh, and he finished tied for 39th. So that's where those were. The women's team went to the Big Ten Championships and placed fifth out of 14 teams, and then did not move on to regionals. So. Uh, they were led by Vanessa Ho, which is an unfortunate name for any any woman, I suppose, in these days. And Alexia, uh-huh. I'm, I won't have trouble with this, C, Seal, S-I-E-H-L. I'm going to imagine yeah. it's very much a German pronunciation, Seal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was three over par. One over par was Vanessa Ho. Uh, so, yeah, those were what was leading that team there. The other fun story is that we do have a team still in competition for a national championship. Mentioned last week that the uh, lacrosse. Is, is, is Slashkash good at baseball again this year? No. Actually, UW lacrosse is good at baseball this year. We talked oh, about this last yeah. week. By we, I mean I did the so alone last week because I couldn't even get Josh to join me. Talking um, to myself. Lacrosse beat Stevens Point in a best of three. They win two out of three. Uh, they went. They was geez, It was just ridiculous scores for the uh, these these games. I just pull this up quickly. Uh, one of them was Stevens Point wins twenty four to twenty in the game that they won, um, but they lose the other two games ten to seven and sixteen to ten. Like, could you imagine watching a baseball game that's twenty-four to twenty? That's an amazing game to have watched. But now, I, mean, that, I thought you were talking about football. There, I got lost. Yeah, right. Uh, so UW Lacrosse will be moving on into the College World Series. They're one of eight teams left. They're they're in the group with uh, it's Lynchburg is the first team to be playing, which is Lynchburg, Virginia, which are the Hornets, I believe. Uh, when I was looking that up, I was trying to find some of these things and I actually left my notes behind somewhere. Um, but that was just... Uh, they'll also be playing a couple other... Well, they're one of eight teams left at this point. So that's fantastic. Beating Stevens Point is the part that's like, you know, one of the Wisconsin schools was going to get a chance to move on in, in here and get a chance to move on to being a national champion. But at this point, lacrosse is the one team that's left. Uh, I just wanted to pull up some of these other teams they're replaying because it's just so fun to see some of these names because it's some of them are crazy here. So I'm just trying to pull up the bracket here in a second. So yeah, they're in with Salisbury, Salisbury, which is Salisbury Stakes. Got it. Right. Yeah. Lynchburg, Virginia, Lynchburg Hornets, Salisbury, which are the Salisbury Seagulls, 
from Salisbury, Maryland. Uh, East Texas Baptist Cougars, which are from, oh, shoot, I forget the name of the city they're from, some small place. Uh, I hear there's a lot of Baptist Cougars in Houston as well. Yes. But anyhow, the way they do this is it's basically two sets of four. They will play a double elimination to get through. So lacrosse is the sixth seed, but the top seed in their half is Salisbury, the Seahawks. So they're playing the third seed. If they win, they will play either the second or the seventh seed. Meanwhile, the first seed is Johns Hopkins. Uh, They are the Blue Jays, just in case anybody needed to know Johns Hopkins. Misericordia, which is just, I mean, this sounds like they're feeling sorry for something. Because that basically means, like, we feel bad about. uh, (laughs) It's like uh, a, a penance sort of song. They are from Pennsylvania. I'm forgetting the exact city they're from. But, yeah, no, they are the, I think Quakers. they're the Cougars as well, aren't they? No. Jeez. Dear Lord. Yeah, no, they're. Um... It's like a Real Housewives episode coming <laughs> up here. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they have some sort of Panther got, logo. No, they are the Cougars. Cougars. They are the Cougars. They are from Quaker Cougars. Dallas, Dallas, Pennsylvania. Uh, so, yeah, Misa Recordia is right <laughs> just to mess with you. Uh, Baldwin Wallace, which is a fun deep dive if you want to, because it was formed originally as Baldwin College. They will be playing Endicott. So it's a double elimination tournament at this point. So lacrosse will have to lose twice to be completely eliminated. If they get through their group of four teams, they will play the winner of the other group of four teams in a remaining kind of double elimination tournaments tournament for these uh these two so it'll be one two in there so it'll be best of three for whoever wins each bracket it's super strange that way like the way that baseball ends up uh, as we mentioned before the only wisconsin school still playing softball right now was and sadly is past tense uh concordia of wisconsin who did lose to trine in two ah trying again trying of indiana uh they were they they lose both games so it's best of three they lose in two so all wisconsin schools eliminated from all softball at this point but concordia was the last one standing uh concordia falcons the uh the final team standing among the uh ncaa schools in wisconsin Aaron, did you have anything else to add about you know Sean Kemp or the I, final? I have I have, I have two things. I want to I want to take back my. Uh, you said the most remarkable sports story of the last couple weeks since I've been gone. Ooh, uh, okay. the block guy, the PGA Tour guy, uh, PGA um, uh, pro that okay uh, slam dunked that hole in one during the, <laughs> the PGA Championship. All right, and then uh, uh, you saw that right. I don't think I did. No, I did not he, watch. So them. he was. So he was. Uh, he was in nothing. He he got he got into the PGA Championship. I forget exactly how he did. He got an exemption. Blah blah blah. Whatever for winning some tournament. Whatever. He ended up spinning. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I forget I how it. he got it. I, I love how you how phrase it. That's perfect. I forgot how he got in, but he uh, ended up finishing 15th overall. All right. And on one of the par threes, didn't like dribble in. A, he slam dunked one, like right in the cup. <laughs> Like hole in one, and he was playing with God. Who he was playing with Kepka okay. at the time. He's or Rory, one of the two. Like he was playing with because of where he was at in the standings, he got paired with one of the big players and just dropped it. 
And so this week, um, this last weekend, they, they had the Colonial down in Texas, and he got an exemption to play. And uh, didn't do so hot. Um, it was 11 over par going into the, I mean, the, the at the PGA, the PGA uh, championship. It was, it was very emotional. Like he was like, he played out of his mind, like well above his handicap, all this other stuff. Someone who's in his position should not be finishing 15th. Right. And so they immediately gave him an exemption this week to the colonial down in Texas. And he didn't play so hot. Um, did have raising canes on his shirt though. So he got a sponsor <laughs> during the week. So like, nice. So just like, uh, just like, uh, 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 happy Gilmore, that's a hold in one, you know? Um, anyways, um, the subway. <laughs> um, but, uh, he, he didn't play real hot, but he had a shot that landed on a bridge. <laughs> and so he had to play it off a hard surface. He still made par. Somebody so put one in a connex. So second, didn't they? So for the se- what was that? Somebody put one like in a hole in a connex at some point this last week. I saw too. That yeah. Was... Somebody way overshot a great. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, he ended up saving par off a bridge. So like for the second week in a row, he made an incredible shot in an almost impossible situation. There was one of the really good golfers too. I forget which one it was too. Is uh, I'm not sure if it was Rory or one of them um, at the PGA Championship had a shot in the rough, okay. and and he took the full swing and the cameras backed out for like trying to find the ball and they couldn't find the ball, couldn't find the ball. It went ten inches. That's <laughs> that's always rough on a top ten golfer. Uh, awesome. I forget which one that was. Okay, and then so uh, lastly, uh, we, we promise you some. Uh, 20, 2007 2008 super, Seattle Supersonics uh, stats here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Sean Kemp left almost ten years before this, so we were way off. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, and everyone remembers. So, the reason, so Seattle was Sonic. The Sonics were trying to get out of Seattle for I don't remember the reason why, but they they were trying to get out of there, and because of Hurricane Katrina, um, the New Orleans Hornets at the time had to go and play in Oklahoma City for a season because their stadium was ruined. Do you remember that, John? Okay. Oh, and yeah. so, and they were very impressed by how many people showed up in OKC is a big city and they have no pro sports teams at, at the top levels. Right. And so, and so it looked like a, a very desirable place, lucrative because there's a lot of money not being spent on other teams. And I mean, and when they first got to OKC too, it, the Bucks sucked back then. I have OKC gear from the late 2000s, early 2010s, because that was my team. Because they were practicing in like a what used to be a bread factory to start, because they didn't have anything built yet, and uh, you know they were on the fly. But either way, so the death of the Seattle Supersonics, which is not good. My favorite band of all time, Pearl Jam, was actually called Mookie Blaylock plays the blues, or no, just called Mookie Blaylock, who was a <laughs> Seattle Seahawks player. Their last year, they finished fifth in the Northwest Division. PJ Carlissimo was their coach. Uh, they were oh, twenty and sixty-two. Um, that's they the were man glad. that uh, was attacked by uh, Latrell Sprewell. Right, correct. <laughs> correct. And all and um, and although they were uh, tanking on the way out, um, I think they tanked, and I think they got Russell Westbrook with the pick the next year, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Russell West. Yeah, I think they got Russell Westbrook because Kevin Durant was already on the team. But they yes. uh, still were 28th out of 30 for attendance. So two teams hated their teams worse than the team leaving town. Right. And the roster had Nick Collison on it. Oh, 
yeah. Ronald Dupree, Ooh. Kevin Durant as a rookie out of Texas. Uh, other names you might recognize, uh, Danielle Marshall, who I didn't realize Danielle Marshall was six <laughs> years older than us, but he was in his 13th <laughs> year. I was like, I thought he was a little bit younger than that. Uh, Wally Zerbiak was oh. somebody else on the team. Uh, Delonte West, only in his third year. And that's about it. Nothing really else to report. They they stunk pretty bad. And, you know, it's kind of like the Oakland A's getting out of town right now, too. They didn't really give two rips about what was going on in town. So let me, there's, let me been tell big, you. There's, been a, there's been a big push to get a team back up in Seattle because the, the Seattle Supersonics were really it's it's one of the saddest sports stories ever for a team leaving town. It's right up there with the stars leaving uh, Minnesota. Oh. Like they were loved, they were right. absolutely loved, and nobody knows why they were moved except for money reasons. But it was like they moved from Seattle. It's so unlike Seattle, Minneapolis moving to Dallas, which was an untapped market. They moved to OKC, which is like half the size of Seattle, but had no other like teams. And it's, it's, it's not like the Chargers leaving to go up to Los Angeles. That makes sense money-wise, but it doesn't make sense any other way. Yeah. Like, it was a real shot in the face, you know? Here, was, here's it, something it, I've just it, learned. It's, about. it's up there with Baltimore Colts leaving to go to Indianapolis. Oh, I guess it's kind one, of yeah. like it made no sense. No. But... Here's, here's what I want to give you is a super fun thing I've just learned about Sean Kemp, too. He's he was in the McDonald's uh, high school all American team along with like Alonzo Mourning in 1988, like an incredible team of players. And then he signed a letter of intent to go play at Kentucky, which is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, except for his his SAT was so low that he could not play NCAA basketball. So he had to, he enrolled anyhow, but then told, why don't you get out of here? And he played then at Trinity Valley Community College in Texas, uh, where he played for one semester, did not play, and then he entered the draft in 89. (laughs) (laughs) So great. And then he was a star. He was a six-time All-NBA player or whatever. A number one. First of all, who has more kids, him or Antonio Cromartie? Oh, and then number two, Sean Kemp, arguably the best player on original NBA Jam. Oh, he was so good on that. Yeah, he was. I mean, there was. I mean, it's was, hard to I, tell people how Scotty, good Scotty, Sean Scotty, Kemp Scotty was. Scotty was pretty unstoppable because Jordan was never on NBA Jam, as people remember. Um, yeah. But uh, no, Sean Kemp was. Oh, no. Hakeem Olajuwon was on the first one, too. So he was pretty unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But Sean, Sean Kemp, Kemp is the dude. He, he, he could dunk from anywhere at any time. Yeah, I don't think anybody really remembers like how great Sean Kemp was. It's hard to tell like kids today because nobody remembers because he didn't win a championship. And now that's well, all that anybody cares too. about. Like, that's why I said it was such a weird thing that him and Peyton Seattle lost their team because they loved their team. Him and it Gary was, Payton it, on those teams. Those were but it was, great teams. But it was only Seattle. Like only they were stuffed up in the Northwest. It was just like the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who the Seahawks were until well, were like terrible. 20 years ago. Because yeah, they were just was, that team. And they were stuffing, bad. Uh, Tom Grassi, who does the, uh, the the bits on Twitter where he dresses up like uh, puts on the jerseys of the players and they talk to each other. He announced that he's uh, oh, God, I wish I remember the charity. He's doing all 30 stadiums in 30 days. All right. And at one point, he's so he does all the East Coast, and he's going to go from Denver to Seattle to San Francisco three days in a row. Okay. 
Denver to Seattle is a 20 hour drive and Denver's out there. See, I mean, Seattle's out there, man. Like it's way out there, you know, like it's a long ways away from anything. And like, nobody knew who these people were except for the people in Seattle. All right. All right. It was grunge and Sean Kemp, man. Good, good. We're going to have to wrap this up. We've gone way over. I'm going to have to see what we can angle out of this uh, because some of this is going to have to go somehow, but uh, we've had a lot of fun this week with the little bit we had again, congratulations to UW lacrosse women's uh, track and field outdoor national champions indoor and outdoor, by the way. Uh, And we're just excited for that. And UW lacrosse is still in it for the college baseball world series for now. I mean, they're not favored, but uh, it would be fun to see them keep going. They were not favored to win the WIAC tournament, but they did. Uh, But anyhow, thank you again for joining us for another week of Wisconsin sports. And we just let to remind you that you can find us on Twitter at Scotty Johnny pod at not so humble host and at chatter talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.